0: Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh, my God. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped.
1: As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's
0: rockinthatidlife.com. Sunrise Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterizedBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerized Brewery located in Midtown, St. Louis. Let's go blues! Get ready
1: to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a
2: Brook! Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
1: I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
0: Welcome to Season 9, Episode 32 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. This is franchise episode number 298 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours, Charlie Kirk Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the Internet. Uh, check out our Discord server at letsgoblues.com slash Discord, where you can voice or text chat with us or other Blues fans before, during, or after games, or anytime. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. We appreciate that very much. Smash that bell so you get notifications when we do go live. Welcome to the big show, fellas. Uh, are you guys ready to start telling it like it is? Because somebody's going to tell like it is right now. We're in the big shoe! Mm. <laughs> the big shoe.
1: I'm, I'm ready to tell busy. like it is.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm busy in another forum telling people how it is, so... Uh, <laughs> oh I'll, yeah! I'll come over. I'll come over and and tell it how it is over here. I'm multitasking. All
1: right, Bill's over there on a uh, Postnet, letting people know how he feels about uh, about Mark McGuire's home run race. Postnet?
2: Oh no, it's it's a parlor. <laughs> I'm on parlor because Parler. it's Look been a meltdown you. for about 24 hours. It's pretty fantastic.
0: Postnet? That's oh wait, yeah, talk Pre- about Postnet. That's pre STL Today days. Wow, I, it is. That's it like is. that's like I, I went way like, back. That's like 2000.
1: Yeah, that, I made a 1998 reference with it. You like that? My timeline was correct. Yeah. Uh, Postnet was a yeah.
0: It was the I remember I remember the, I remember the switch to STL Today. And they talking about the the Rams Super Bowl run. <laughs> and the uh, uh, Blues acquiring
1: Chris Pronger. <laughs> yep.
0: Sorry, I kept interrupting you. Go ahead, no, Kurt. No, You're no, going no. To switch
1: to STL today, eh?
0: No, I, I do. I was, I mean, I, they, uh, I, I was excited. It was, uh, yeah. I, although I didn't like the name STL today. PostNet, uh, you know, the post dispatch, I guess that made sense, but it was postnet.com, right? That sounds right. That yeah. always bugs me. Should have been, been post.net. Well, I'm sure that was taken, but postnet.com.
1: What? <laughs> what? What What would have been better, postnet.net?
0: No, no no, net. Something else. How about postdispatch.com? Or, I don't know. That would have been better. A lot better. It's, it still should be postdispatch.com. STL Today is Well Well,
1: that might be taken. There's other postdispatches out there, isn't there?
0: I don't know. STL postdispatch.com. <clears throat> long. I'm sure. Well, that makes so. sure sense.
2: Yeah, I'm sure somebody went out and tried to hijack them. You know, like all the major news, newspapers, and you know, and at that squatted. time, yeah, they squatted. And at that time, um, they're like, yeah, we need to. You know, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists, and so we'll just do STL today or post that doc up.
0: That was a thing for a while. So the squatting, we, but they they cracked down on that, and it was then. I I don't know if it was illegal to do that or if they. Uh, had the rights to take it away from you, that was an interesting time because people would do that. And then I think that was not allowed for a while. I think people had their domains taken away because they were squatting. You had to actually be using the site for something, you know, not just a placeholder to sell to someone.
1: Congratulations, guys. Our uh, our nerd talk just lost us 30 listeners. <laughs> it's not
2: nerd talk. It's <laughs> history. Great. It's nerd history talk.
1: By the way, you go to postdispatch.com, it does take you to stltoday.com, so they must have bought that at some point and redirected it.
0: So why don't they use that?
1: I don't know. That They be, do use it. That don't make it's no just STL sense. Today. I don't know. This is, By the way, everybody, this is all we're going to talk about the whole show.
0: <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about in Bluesland. Um, it has been a slow week, actually. It kind of has been, yeah. But we we do have we the show that we are. We have a number of things to talk about, so we should probably move along.
1: Well, Kurt, let's uh, let's also mention the fact that uh, we do have shows still during the off season. We're the only blues podcast that does that, All so right. we're always going to find stuff to talk about
0: year round. You get a blues fix in the off season right here. Let's go blues.com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't you ever forget it? Mm-mm. We won't let you. If you listen to this God show, I won't. We do not let you forget anything that we do. Uh, so, uh, uh, Sunday was the uh, Bobby Plager celebration of life service at Enterprise Center. After the service, the procession went down market, uh, which was the same route as the Stanley Cup parade. So, uh, Bobby Plager will be buried Sunday during a private ceremony at Belle Reve Cemetery. Did you guys. Uh, Watch. I know a couple of us were talking about going down to the visitation, the public visitation, and I don't think I made it. But um, did you guys watch the uh, the parade?
1: I had uh, I session? had every intention to go down to the visitation on Friday, um, but uh, the wife got her second vaccine shot uh, Friday morning, about seven twenty, seven thirty, and she was sick as a dog the rest of the day. So I felt bad uh, leaving her on kid duty. While also um, being sick, and then and then Sunday was my vaccine shot. Uh, I got mine in the middle of the day, and I thought, you know, I'd love to head down there and and be a part of it. But again, I don't know how I'm going to react. It was much better than the first time, by the way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> couldn't but, get yeah. much worse. Oh, God, no, it really couldn't have. Uh, I just you almost died. Other... I'm not kidding. That is the closest to death I have ever felt. Was my first vaccine shot that was awful um but the second one I had I had a fever for about three hours uh midday Monday uh and I was uh just kind of tired and a little achy for about 24 hours other than that I was fine but yeah so I missed it on Sunday because of that reason so unfortunately I had to miss all the festivities but I was being a good husband you know
2: Yeah, and that's what you need to do. I was I was being a uh dutiful son on Friday. Um actually it was it was uh only like the third time I've actually been able to see my dad Mm -hmm. in about eight months. Um he's been in a nursing home and it's just with COVID restrictions it's just been impossible um to to see him. Um so we uh um took him for a haircut in the morning and uh, spent some time in the afternoon and uh, yeah, by, by the time uh, the, the afternoon was over, actually, um, even though it was a day off, I had to come back and get a lot of work done. Um, so uh, I, I didn't get to see that Friday. And then Sunday was our vaccine day, too. And we just uh, didn't know how we were going to react and um, decided to stay in. And, uh, uh, well, we... Planned to stay in, but we had to. You know, we decided we'll go pick up a couple of things, and you know, four hours later, we finally got home. Um, but I, I had, you know, since since Jeff told his vaccine story, I'll tell mine. Um, I had, you know, arm like injections. I were nice. That's it. Um, felt a little bit for maybe like an hour and a half. That you know, that smell you have when a cold's coming on, and then oh, yeah. nothing. Julie, Julie had the same thing. Uh, She was knocked the fuck out, but she was (laughs) Monday, Monday night, you know, I was still, you know, I was working and it it was, uh, you know, probably um, nine o'clock. And she said she was, if she could muster the energy, she was going to come get me to take her to urgent care because she was feeling so bad, but she was plastered on the bed and couldn't get up.
0: We're a, we're a, treasure trove of excuses today because i i ran out of time. I was going to go I was going to meet uh, Amy down there and and uh and and go do the visitation thing. But uh I ran out of time. The work ran late and I got stuck here at the house doing some stuff and it was like I would have had to rush over there and I was like, "Oh, okay. No, I won't go." So, I might
1: my... it 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 sucks too, right? I know you guys feel the same way cuz, you know, you're not going to be able to there's not going to be another situation like this. You want to pay your last respects to the ultimate St. Louis blue. Um, but unfortunately, especially with how life is now, like, uh, you know, the, the the situations that the world is in right now things come up and, uh, it, it sucks. It's something I'm going to look back in 20 years and, and be like, man, I wish I could have made that visitation. That would have felt great. I saw the pictures. It looked awesome. Uh, being able to do that one more time for him and his family. But Blues Nation showed up very well um, and represented us proud. Uh, so thank you to those who did go and were able to pay their respects in person. I had a, a beer in his honor, as I have pretty much every weekend since his passing. Um, every time I toast it, it's, it's to Bobby. So, um, yeah. I uh, And, hey, why not, guys? One more. Here's another one to Bobby um but uh bill you can <laughs> join us later there we go wait wait i gotta well, go I, right i gotta go I, right I, I, I <laughs> you just sure, yeah. just hold yours in the
2: middle <laughs> <laughs> clang yeah. clang clang all right
1: but no i was very proud of blues nation when i saw the amount of people that showed up for both events very cool and um i'm glad people were
0: able to pay their final respects yeah uh, stuff gets stuff gets so busy around here uh, with uh, with I mean being a a single dad two kids house and work stuff it's just sometimes it piles up and I'm like I gotta get stuff done so yep it's, it's, it I happens. hear you uh, speaking of uh, toasting uh, our official beers of episode number two hundred ninety eight it's two ninety eight guys we are two away from three hundred.
2: Oh, show 300. so we,
1: we'll start taking suggestions so, on what we should do for our 300th show, everybody.
2: Exactly. So uh, we, we, we need suggestions. we will for the season, I think.
0: <laughs> in a couple of weeks, it'll be right in the middle of, uh, yeah, it'll be, what's the schedule here? I'll put the schedule. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday the 5th, the they play the fifth. Ducks.
1: So, so we can maybe do a post game, but probably Tuesday or Thursday that week if we can. And
0: there'll be five games left after that Wednesday game. So we'll we'll have a pretty good idea of if we're gonna be a playoff team or not by then. Um, the, now, I, it's it's and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but uh, it, the the schedule situation is is messed up and interesting. Uh, but uh, so yeah, we'll uh, show them three hundred. could be could be a yeah. Who said eulogy? You you Bell? That's a that was a good description. That was me.
1: Uh so Cameron Smith in the Facebook chat asks, uh, am I still able to yell woo? No. No.
2: In in fact, in fact, if we could remove you from the Facebook chat, we would.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Cameron. That's not gonna fly on this show. That,
0: that is I mean <laughs> the voluntary the people who I mean, I would I'd like to poll. I like an honest poll with the, the woosers, right? because <laughs> because I I'd love to know if 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 they're just clueless or if they're doing it just to piss people off on purpose.
1: I really I, I think I, it's more the latter.
0: I really think it's the latter. Or if it's just drunk people just being drunk.
1: Cuz be I mean a, okay, quick quick story. When I was in college and back when the blues were awful, um it was for those that remember those years. Curtin Bill, you can vouch for this. Okay. Oh it was yeah. awesome would be able to go to games because it was so cheap. You could literally get in, and you'd pay what was it like eight bucks? Was the the the, the last row ticket, and you could yeah. sit in row A of the 300s, no problem. Um, sometimes we even snuck, and this is one of those times we would sneak down to the 100s. Every now and then, the oh. ushers would kind of be on be on lookout for people who would do that because they knew that's what everybody did. But one time, we, my buddy and I, we sat about seven rows from the ice. Because we literally watched this couple um, sit in the seats, and then they got up, and then we saw them move, like, a couple sections over to sit with some friends. So I'm like, those two seats might be open. So we went down and sat down. And of course, they're playing the Washington Capitals, and Brent Johnson was in net for the uh, the Capitals. And we we back. just every time the blues would enter the zone, which was not often because that team was awful. Uh, We just would berate Brent Johnson. 95% of the people around us were laughing. They thought we were funny. Finally, this one guy turns around and he just goes, every damn time, every time they come in the zone, you have to yell at him? Just knock it off. I'm here to enjoy the game with my wife. (laughs) So what's that going to do to a drunk college student? Oh, Okay, I'm gonna get even worse. Well. And I just kept doing it. I was way worse about it. To where he called an usher. Luckily the usher was like, Hey, I'm not gonna kick you out, but this guy's complaining. I need you to just calm down a little bit. Cause you know, whatever. Sure, yeah, fine. Well, but you, you are an asshole though. Exactly. <laughs> and that's and is I that... guarantee a lot of the people who do the
2: woo, they do it because they know it's pissing everybody else off. Yep. A douche. And that was the night that Jeff met Mr. Blues Hat. <laughs> you it's,
1: know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he probably is one of the ones laughing at me. All, aboard, all, uh, all aboard! I was the,
0: real close to where he sits. All aboard the douche canoe! Let's woo, right? <laughs> That's what. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you should make a little cardboard canoe and just like fake paddle it around the arena, you know, and just wooing. The, all aboard the douche canoe.
1: I like Jason Miller here. He says in the YouTube chat, I say minimum 300 swear words used by the host during the 300th episode. We, don't we can do show. that along, along with other things. That doesn't have to be the only thing we do. And that's 300 each, by the way.
2: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's fucking talking about. We
1: don't, we don't cuss on this fucking show. We got to do 298 this week, this show, guys. So fuck
0: you and fuck you all. Damn. Just Except you friends that, of the uh, show. Damn. You don't fuck around, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hammered. What can the I
1: say?
2: Fuck. Is it one of the most interesting words in <laughs> the English
0: language? <laughs> just we just play that like ten times, cover the basis. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We got it covered. We, we know what we're doing here.
0: Um we never got to the beer of the show. I started it. Uh beers yeah. of episode number two ninety-eight. I cut myself off. Uh, you can follow each of us on the untapped app. Uh, my oh, handle is C yeah. cprice12. Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 You guys are much better at keeping up with that than I am. I'm doing this, and I never take a picture of my before the show, and I don't do it after. And I, I haven't done it in a while. i gotta, I got to be better. Um, Bill. <clears> you know, you I'm going to interrupt Bill. I'm going to interrupt
1: Bill. Go ahead. Uh, Go. Because... Go. The Blues are not winning when we do it this way. So let's change the order. Kurt, why don't you go first?
0: They won the cup with us doing it this
1: way. (laughs) Well, we switched it, remember? We had to switch it up because originally you came to me first. Then you would start going to Bill first. Really? Yeah. That happened mid-season. Yes. Yes. No. I'm telling you, I know. So, Kurt, you go first.
0: Well, well why don't we go to you first, then? If it worked last time, we'll go back to ah,
1: you. Jesus, fine. We'll go with me. It's um,
0: always got to be difficult. You, you have a formula that so you said it worked in the past, <laughs> and you just don't want to use it. Let's, let's all try right, a new all right, one. No,
1: well, I'm saying the, we, it, the, the, we the formula was was switching it up, not exactly the formula we used before. Like. Wow. Why? Are you gonna play Gloria when the blues win now because it worked but, before? But well, we you could, just gotta yes. change the song.
0: But we can switch it up and then use the same formula as last time. Okay. I'm just no, I'm fine, just, fine, fine. Don't fight don't, don't fuck with what worked before fine. if you want to do this, If we're gonna fine. do it, do it right.
1: Okay, <laughs> I would. I really hope that, like, right in that moment, somebody like found us on YouTube. And I was like, "Oh my God! All these guys do is yell at each other." Some twelve-year-old um, kid. This is the
0: greatest <laughs> thing in the world.
1: <laughs> they're gonna fight.
0: <laughs>
1: I love cuss words. Look at, the, look at the background. They're clearly in the same basement. There.
0: Mom walks by in the hallway. Turn the volume down. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs>
1: Uh, so mine is the beauty, uh, India pale ale from our friends at center ice brewery. Again, I say all the time, not a fan of IPAs. This is the best one in St. Louis, the beauty. And of course, look at that beautiful art there. A little, uh, Brent Burns action for you. <laughs> center ice brewery.
0: Uh, okay. That, Bill, what you got?
2: That's, I think the, the beauty is a little too welcome for, uh, for brent burns he's <laughs> it really he's is much more sasquatch <laughs>
0: he is so. he's more caveman sasquatch like yeah yeah
2: um now that i'm done multitasking i am partaking and um i have a repeat turn it the right way turn it the right way there you go sump sump coffee stout perennial artist nails uh, made with um uh, sump uh, coffee, um, two South City Institutions coming together uh, for one hell of a beer.
0: Um, my beer is, can you guys guess what this is? <clears throat> Michelob Ultra. Radio. <laughs> Michelob Ultra. No, it's not. I'm not. I didn't just finish a golf tournament. Uh, <laughs> which, which you know what? I'll tell you, 5K. Um, I'm telling you what, after a 5k or a, or a golf scramble or something, big ultra tastes mm-hmm. good. It's a, you don't yeah. want, you do not want a heavy, f- overly flavorful beer. You want cold, you know, something light. Um, I got, I broke out the Bud Light Orange. Uh, it, it, it is, I guessed. It's that, it's that time of year. Mm. It's that time of year where I'm stocking up again, <laughs> mm. Bud Light Orange from the institution that is in Hires Brewery in St. Louis. Drink response. You know it's an
1: instant you know it's an institution in the ponder bathroom is uh <laughs> that could go so many ways. I was gonna uh, say I, I have some ideas. Uh an institution in the ponder bathroom is uh is me taking care of my male grooming with some of the best products on the market from our friends at Manscaped.
0: Mm, I, I see what you did there. Very nice. Well done, sir. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in blow the waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. Talk about the ultimate utility man. Manscaped is like the Nolan Arenado of ball trimmers. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean with the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Skin Safe Electric Trimmer, the Crop Deserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Spray-On Toner for your balls made from soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts, Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code LGB. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes... Get out of whack. There was a poll online. I think it was 80% of significant others prefer their men to be uh, well groomed below the waist. So uh, I'm guessing that someone's significant, it may be a sensitive subject, and someone may not tell their partner what they prefer but uh, according to the polls they they do prefer it so you know I, and here you go promo code lgb uh, manscape.com 20% off free shipping you can give it a try <laughs> kurt said poll poll i did <laughs> everybody drink uh, t- <laughs> today in blues history of the at stl blues history twitter account uh, April twenty first, nineteen ninety six, a murder suspect was caught by two St. Louis Blues fans during a playoff game at Keel Center. Uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues beat Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs, by a score of three to two on an overtime goal by Glenn Anderson, and took a uh, took a two to one series lead. I was, you know, when the Blues got Glenn Anderson uh, from the Rangers, right? Is that right, Bill Jeff, yeah, from the Rangers? Okay.
1: yes, uh, yes, yes, that was a
0: Mike Keenan trade, right? Yeah, yeah, he brought him in. Yep, I was excited because Mr. Playoffs, right? Clutch playoff goal scorer, performer in his, in his career, plus a, just a good, as a really good player. I mean, it was tail end of his career, but uh, he had 214 points in 225 playoff games, and he had seven points in the 17 playoff games with St. Louis, so.
1: I, uh, I was a big Glenn Anderson fan. I remember uh, my dad used to tell me about those old Oilers teams and a bunch of the clips that he showed me um, had Glenn Anderson, you know, scoring big goals in the playoffs because, I mean, shit. Again, you put Wayne Gretzky on your line, you know, you're going to score a bunch of goals. But Glenn Anderson was a, a fine player in his own right. So, um, guys, I think the Blues, didn't the Blues sign Glenn Anderson? That wasn't a trade, right? I think it was a free agent. I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. He was traded at one point in his lifetime. Uh so when he was traded to looks like Toronto, he was traded all, pretty much straight up for Mike Gardner. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, that's uh speed for grit basically is the way I see that.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I I kind of felt like Glenn Anderson was uh even though he's a he was a big body, it was more uh uh, I don't know Zach Sanfordish um, played smaller. He was a scorer, right? He was he was a speed guy, not definitely not a speed guy like Mike Gardner, but right. yeah, grittier than Gardner.
0: I still yeah, remember that's him. Not ba- a bad he, uh, one of the unfortunately one of the more uh, memorable uh, times when he was in a Blues jersey for me was when he backed away from was it Geno Olgic? Yeah. When he backed, when he when Ojek went nuts on the ice and his jersey was ripped off, his he's just got no shirt on, no jersey on, no pads, nothing. He's just bare bare chested, and he's wanting to fight everybody. And he wants to he wants to drop the, he wants to fight Anderson. And Anderson just kind of backs away, and he won't fight him. And I'm like, dude, somebody fight this guy. Uh, I think we talked about this game yeah, before. We did. You know
1: Ojek and yeah, yeah. That's, and Anderson mm-hmm. backing dude, up.
0: Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I know. We're, I, we're I, on
1: like we're on like seven fucks by the way now, Jason Miller. So I'll more say one more
0: time. Way more. Fuck. Than that. You oh, yeah. know, OJ. We're on like fifteen. <laughs> uh, April twenty first, nineteen ninety three. Curtis Joseph made forty seven saves and recorded his first career playoff shutout in the St. Louis Blues two nothing win over the Chicago Blackhawks. The forty seven saves by Joseph is the most in a Blues playoff shutout as the Blues took a two to nothing lead in the series. That was the sweep year when the Blues swept the Hawks. Uh, and that was game two in Chicago. So they won the first two in Chicago. And then came back to St. Louis. And uh, the Hawks, th- This I, I was at game four. Up until the Blues won the Cup, that was the best game I'd ever, actually to this day, it is the best game I've ever been to in person. Uh, and up until the Blues won the Cup, it was my favorite Blues game ever. But uh, the Hawks finished that season with 106 points. First in the Campbell Conference. Third overall in the NHL. The Blues had the fewest points of any playoff team that year. 85 points, I think it was. And uh, so that was the equivalent of an eight seed sweeping a number one seed. But they didn't have eight seeds back then. It was just divisional playoffs. So first through fourth, but in each division. But, I mean, that was a big deal. The The Blues made the playoffs, I think, the last day of the season. Or second last day, something like last game of the season and then to sweep their arch-rival who finished first in the conference, oh, and to be at game four for that? Oh, oh, oh my God. I think I just, yeah, I get a towel. I, I I,
1: get, yeah, I get this guy a towel. Bill, you're you're like walking distance. Get this guy a towel. Um, I believe the, uh, the I, I could be wrong here. Guys, correct me if you know. You said you mentioned the 47 save shutout by Joseph uh, most in a blues playoff shutout. I believe uh, that was the most, you know what? I don't think that's correct. I thought that was the most saves a blues goalie had made, whether it was regular season or playoff. Uh, and it was just passed by Jordan Bennington a couple weeks ago, but I could be wrong on that. I think that might be incorrect. I want to say Joseph had a 50 save performance before that. I
0: was, Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, yeah, I I would say. So never mind. Not, yeah. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. It's also the the most saves in a shutout. That's that's what. The yeah, thing was. That, yeah it that's still is. It still, still is. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: still the, the. I think regular season and playoff. That's yeah. still yeah. the record for Blues.
2: Well, the Wild just did us a
0: favor. Discord.
1: God damn it, Bill! Discord. I'm behind you clearly.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, I need updates because I I'm not. Well, I don't have the game on. Yeah. Let me give uh, the update, Bill.
1: God damn it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. All right. You get the next one. Um, All right. You got it. uh, That's a. Yeah. Not a. Oh, hey. uh, Just so you guys know,
1: The Wild just scored. (laughs) Hmm.
2: Was it Marcus Fellino? And Jeff left. (laughs) Where did he go? Jeff Uh, disappeared. Oh, he went. I, I know what he did. I know where he went. He, he went to get what? his wild jersey. Oh.
1: No, 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 no. I uh, So I recently... Uh, uh, family heirloom came into my lap. A, uh, a grandfather clock. And uh, I've got it next to my desk because I spent a lot of time down here and I forgot to turn the chime off. For the, for <laughs> the, uh, so it's chiming right now and it's going to bother me if I leave it on. So i got to turn that off.
0: Continue. April April 21st, 2012... Uh, the St. Louis Blues defeat the. That was a, such a long explanation for what he had to do. He just said, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Shut up, Kurt! <laughs> St. Louis Blues defeat the San Jose Sharks by a score of 3 to 1 to win the series, four games to one in uh, 2012. Uh, I was at the first game of the series uh, and the only game in the series they lost. This is a series where Halak got hurt and Elliott took over. Uh, first playoff mm-hmm. series for the Blues uh, since. First playoff series win for the Blues since 2002. Um, so great, great series. Um, and, uh, I think that was, that was pretty much the only time, the only chance that Halak got to start in the playoffs. Uh, and he, it was, and he hurt. yes, he got hurt.
2: Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. yes. This, this is, uh, you know, in, yeah, my, why <laughs> I have always said that it's, you know, a never got his chance. Thank you, Barrett Jackman.
0: Well, he lost um, the game he started in the series. That was his chance. One yeah. and done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: he was never an
1: We've got our first uh, he was possible comment of the show. Here's a candidacy here. Jason Miller says, stay still. Stay still, Bill. We may be able to watch the game in your glasses.
0: Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> How's
2: that? Is that working, Jason?
1: <laughs> a little lower. Bring it down a little lower. Yeah. That's perfect. Right there. Right there.
0: I can't tell if it your eyeballing back not and creepy forth. That's at all. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop. Stop right now. April 21st. Wait, give me a minute. Uh, t- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> April 21st, 2002, Brent Johnson recorded his second consecutive playoff shutout in the St. Louis Blues 4 to nothing win versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Blues goals scored by Mayers, Mellenby, Demetra, and Young. Uh, this was the first time the Blues had met the Blackhawks since they swept them in 93, in the playoffs. Uh, and they beat them uh, four games to one, wasn't it, in the series? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I was going to say the Blackhawks won the first game and then Johnson went on that tear and went three games yeah. without allowing a goal and yeah. then finally gave up a couple goals I think in game five, but the Blues still won.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was I was at game 5 and he, I was too part of the standing o. Yeah, he got the standing o for the uh uh for giving up the sh- you know when he lost the shutout because that yep. streak was so incredible. And then yeah. yeah.
0: There was a streak of uh, what well, was 9 the last 9 playoff games the Blues and Hawks have played. The Blues won 8 uh in this these two series over the past what uh like there's nine years. The Hawks only beaten the Blues one time in the play one game in the playoffs. And uh the Blues goaltenders just shut the Hawks down both series. Joseph shut mm-hmm. them down and Johnson shut them down. So I mean that was a, it was a good run there for the and the, the Hawks they sucked before that. Right. I believe well and they,
2: they, so, they sucked
0: that year. I mean that
2: was Yeah like, that was uh what like Tyler Arneson was like their the the stud forward they had on that team. So
1: Eric Daze. Um,
2: Eric, yeah, Eric Daze was kind of uh he was the established veteran big boy on the team, but yeah, they uh they they weren't uh I don't if I recall, they were a surprise playoff team. Um and I, I believe I, I may be wrong about this, but Sergei Krievo Kravtsov was also.
0: Oh I uh, the, in one of the, one the a, first games in the series, I The first after the first win, so after game two, it was I guess uh, I went to White Castle, and so it was a tradition thrown out. No, no. (laughs) But so it was a Beastie Boys reference. It was a oh I I haven't done a I don't don't do Beastie Boys. Um, I got you. So it was a tradition then. Oh well, after the Blues won, went to White Castle. So at the time, I lived right by a White Castle. And so I I went to White Castle after each win in the first round then. So that was a lot of White Castle. <laughs>
1: that was a uh that was a goaltending um uh uh what was the, what's the word that we know here in St. Louis? Controversy in Chicago, uh, because it was Steve Passmore or Jocelyn Tebow the entire series. They just kept <laughs> flip
0: flopping. Two winners. Yep, I, I, I said Tebow had a Tebow had the better career, did he not? I, I mean, actually liked Tebow. I actually liked him as a
1: goalie back in the day. I mean, he was in Montreal, I, Chicago. Sure. Yeah, 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 and uh, I was gonna say that, Bill, Yeah, look <laughs> at that. That's fantastic, dude. I've I've got a uh, an old Tebow poster somewhere because yeah. I was such a fan of his. I is really that, was. I liked that, him a lot. Is this
0: Starting lineup, Bill, or what is that? He he pulled out the uh, no, Johnson. From... That's McFarland. Is... McFarland.
2: Yeah, this is this is McFarlane. Um, okay. and this is I I absolutely hate the Blackhawks, but this is this is art. This is just oh Yeah, that's
0: beauty. McFar- and, McFarlane stuff's great. and so for yeah. those who are on the podcast, uh, Bill pulled off the McFarlane Jocelyn Tebow Blackhawks figurine figure.
1: <laughs> that's great, man. I, I yeah, I, I love him and um I liked uh, Boris Moranov as well on that team. I don't know why. I just yeah. always like both those players
2: yeah no i i uh you know i always felt bad for Tebow cuz he was the guy that got the short end of the stick having to be the uh replacement for patrick Waugh in uh montreal uh he was the, the goalie that was in that deal that went back to montreal so um
0: <clears throat> yeah that's that's you can't course, you can't fill those shoes
2: Yeah, no, it was it was impossible. But didn't he he play?
0: He played fairly well, did he not? I mean, right? He he did, um,
2: but you know, it it just that you know that was kind of the beginning of the end. Montreal, Uh, that basically, whoever got named their captain for about seven years in a row was traded within that same season, (laughs) and they just they couldn't get over the hump. And yeah, until uh, Jose Theodore came in. So yeah.
0: Um, so the schedule is a, uh, a bit of a mess now, but at least we're not Vancouver <laughs> who didn't play for almost Van-COVID. three weeks. Vancouver. Vancouver. As Bill,
1: as, Vancouver, as Bill has coined them, COVID. two Van-COVID. weeks ago. Very nice. I, I love know. it. My new name After of my, was uh, both my fantasy hockey teams.
0: Uh, only one game to discuss since our last show because the Colorado Avalanche uh, won't stop licking doorknobs. Uh, The uh, Blues-Avs game that was supposed to have been played on Tuesday was postponed, and now everything is messed up. Uh, The National Hockey League has announced today that. So uh, they rescheduled a bunch of games, and five Blues games are affected. So the Colorado-at-St. Louis game, which was scheduled for April 20th, is now scheduled for uh, for Monday, April 26th. The St. Louis at Minnesota game that was scheduled for April 26th is now scheduled for Thursday, April 29th. The blues and wild game that was on May 12th is now on May 1st. The wild at St. Louis scheduled for April 30th is now on May 12th and the Minnesota and St. Louis game scheduled for May 1st is now scheduled for Thursday, May 13th. So two games get stacked on at the end of the 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 schedule, Uh, Thirteen games in twenty-two days makes it with two back-to-back games versus Minnesota and Vegas uh, Knights. That's in a week. Uh, uh, Or the last, let's see, to end the season, it's five games in seven days. Um, This is, I mean, this kind of sucks for. I mean, okay,
1: the Blues. Wait, before before you continue. You know that if, if there's not the other thing NHL HL announced, if uh they don't have a winner determined from all of this, uh they're gonna hold a two man sack race on consecutive Sundays until a champion is crowned.
0: I did not know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys
0: get the quote, right? Yes. Thank you. Continue. Um what was I saying? I don't know, you don't know I me. Mean? Uh the uh who cares. Well, okay, so because because of all of the issues with other teams, the Blues are getting fucked. Um, Not that they haven't already screwed themselves over with the way they play. I mean, they're they're on the bubble right now for the playoffs. But they have a tough schedule as it is already, and now they've got more games crammed in at the end of the schedule. Uh, 13 games in 22 days, five in the last seven, uh, and where they're likely going to need some points. So they going to be tired and it'll be interesting to see how things play out. And who's I mean, probably going to get some games that he wouldn't have otherwise. Um, hopefully the blues are like a few points up by then in a the playoff spot. Depends on Arizona plays Arizona after tonight only has nine games left. And yeah, have I was say, games they have four games in hand.
1: They've got, I, I have to, I'll have to check. I could be wrong on this, but didn't they have a couple games rescheduled too? That kind of screws up their schedule. Uh, against I think Vegas and Colorado, uh,
0: whatever it is, they have nine left because we have we have thirteen left and we'll have four games in hand after tonight.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna look right now, but so okay. um, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like you said, Kurt, the thing that you know we can sit here all day if the Blues miss the playoffs. I'm sure there's gonna be people on social media saying, "Oh, they they got screwed by COVID and the schedule and the, the you know the league didn't, you know the Blues are the one team that." Shouldn't have been screwed because they didn't have any COVID issues yet, I guess we could say. Um, But at the end of the day, they should have been banking points to this point. They, you know, going into the season, we looked at the schedule on this show, on every show, blue notes, pod, um, uh, blues hockey podcast. I know they did the same thing too. So it's not just us. They looked at that early to mid season and said, bank as many points as you can. And then next thing you know, you're going into the end of the season against the best teams in the division. And you've got a nice cushion. You can lose some games and still be a solid in a solid playoff spot. That didn't happen. So at the end of the day, we could, you know, yes, there's going to be people that are still going to bitch at the end of the year. If the blues make or miss the playoffs, or if they get matched up against a team that's not favorable to them in the playoffs, uh, it, it to me this is still eighty percent on the Blues for not baking points when they could have.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, you know, it, it for for the team that has had only false positives on the COVID list all year, um, you know, the Blues. It feels like the Blues have been the most affected team um, by other teams' COVID issues, mm-hmm. and no kidding, you know, you know. Just go back to the fact that we wound up having to be forced to play Arizona seven straight games because other teams, Minnesota specifically, uh, had to shut down because of COVID, and look how bad that hurt this team, but. They needed to make adjustments in that series, and they couldn't do it. And I still, to the, you know, we'll we'll get to the most recent and final game against Arizona. Although I was kind of surprised when you're going through the NHL rescheduling everything that they didn't find a way to do another seven game series with Arizona, <laughs> right? Since it was so novel. Um, but you know, going back to that series, like it, it just, I. I worry that even if this team makes the playoffs, like, are we that predictable that Arizona could just pick us apart game in and game out um, and we can't make adjustments across the seven-game series? Uh, something that we can think about and talk what that part of the show.
0: You know, With this schedule the way it is and how everything has changed, you know what this means, right? Is that everyone's DVRs are not going to get the games. <laughs> it's all screwed Correct. up. <laughs> all messed up. Yeah, it's funny. I, I
1: use a, uh, it's it's kind of a, a DVR system that I use on one of my streaming apps. And it's funny because like, for the longest time, I mean, as long as I've had this for two years now, it's always spot on with, you know, brewers at Cardinals and, you know, blues at Maple Leafs or whatever. And now I just see all these like Valley Sports Midwest and it'll just say, to to be determined. <laughs> Instead of whatever's actually being aired, because it's changed so many times, it's
0: uh, it's, oh. it's it's it's, it's nerve wracking, is what it is. I it,
2: I'm I'm not affected by the whole DVR thing because I uh, I'm VPNing and having. This is the first year I'm really forced to watch live. If I, you know want to i mean i know i can go back and watch it again you know rewatch it but i've tried to make the concerted effort to watch as many games live as possible and,
1: i don't uh, know the, the full time frame here but anybody who has fox sports go which is still the app uh, they have not changed it yet i don't know when they will but uh i don't know the time frame but i know for at least 12 hours after the blues game is aired they've had the game on there for replay so, like, if you do miss the game, like, there's there was a time, that, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was an 8 o'clock start, Blues and somebody. And the next morning, I was, like, scouring through NHL Network and Valley Sports Midwest. I'm like, okay, somebody's going to replay the game today so I can watch it. And then I just happened to, like, look on Fox Sports Go for what time the Cardinals game was, and they still had the replay of the Blues game on there. And I've looked after every game, and it's it's on there for at least 12 hours. After the game, so keep that in mind for anybody who's uh, maybe missing the game and and wants to watch later. Again, the time frame may be off, but I know for at least twelve hours, the games have been on there, which is awesome. Something I didn't expect.
0: I, I think with all the rescheduled games that have happened, it's been a mess. I think the schedule makers for the NHL could really use some ID life. Hey guys, it's Jeff. I'm constantly finding myself grinding away in the corners
1: with weight loss or muscle gain. Whenever I asked the experts for help, it was never anything feasible for my lifestyle. I spoke with my friend Dustin over at rockinthatidlife.com and he explained that there's something known as active fat, which is fat stored in our abdomen that influences hormonal functionality. Because it's in the abdomen, it's close to vital organs. Don't you want something that'll be your third man in? RockinThatIDlife.com offers Slim Plus, which helps remove stored fat and burn it as energy. Slim Plus also includes alpha-lipoic acids, which functions as the team bus, transporting nutrients where they need to be stored within your body. This will assist with energy and improve your overall mood. So whether you're looking to put on muscle or lose weight, Slim Plus has your back. Find out more at rockinthatidlife.com. That's rockinthatidlife.com, And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. So I just want to add real quick, guys. Um, First of all, I've been rocking that ID life dot com for a little while. And um, I've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, apparently when I was in Orlando, I looked fantastic, according to listeners. But um, no, I've I've actually seen. uh, I think I mentioned last week I've done the Slim Plus and I've actually lost uh, or well, I hadn't lost weight last week. I've lost three to four pounds this week. I know it kind of fluctuates. A part of its workout routine, all that, but it has helped. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's crushed those late night cravings that I get, but I want to add real quick, uh, my friend, our friend, Dustin, as we mentioned, um, our friend over at rockin' that There is a promotion right now with the energy formula, which I know I've used a ton. I know Kurt uses, I know Bill enjoyed it when he used it. Um, it's, uh, it's, you buy two bags of energy and you get a third one for $5. So, again, they got different flavors. I think there's three or four different flavors. Uh, if you buy two bags of it, which, uh, what is it? There's, uh, I think, 30 sticks in each bag. I could be wrong on that. But um, it, it obviously, it'll last you a while, it'll last you at least a month. Uh, but you can get a third bag now for $5. That's through the rest of this week. And, again, uh, if, you, if you want to know more about this promotion or anything else, Text Dustin over at 636- 636 <clears> 395, I'm sorry, 393 8745. That number again, 636 393 8745. It's Dustin, our friend over at com. And again, make sure you let him know that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you.
0: Dustin needs to make a commercial for the show. And he can, he can say that, uh, oh, you buy two bags and you get the third one absolutely free for $5.
1: There you go. There you go. I like that. I like that. For a $5 donation, yeah, you get a third that, bag.
0: That's from a that's from a cartoon back in the 60s or 50s or something that, you know, Warner Brothers.
1: Oh, I, I, when you were in your 20s.
0: Right. Yeah. Some kind of some kind of shady salesman uh, cartoon character. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this to you absolutely free. For five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it as a kid. So funny.
1: Now here's something you'll really like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the three to two loss to Arizona, uh, the last game the Blues played. Uh, this was a huge game for both teams. Uh, Arizona yes. had lost five straight. The Blues had just just passed the Coyotes in the standings had a one-point lead on them at the time, and had a couple games in hand. So if they had won this game in regulation, uh, that's a three-point lead for the Blues with two games in hand. The Blues had 13, 13 games left. Uh, it would have looked pretty good um, at the time. I mean, you had been feeling really good about your chances because you you had lost previously to Colorado, but you played well in that game. You just came up short at the end. And that's before that, you won three straight. So you're thinking, okay, 1-3 straight, uh, played Colorado, lost by one, tough loss, and then uh, beat Arizona. The team was chasing you. I mean, we're looking good. We're on a roll. You know, 1-4 out of 5. But no, now they lost Arizona in a game they were up 2 nothing. You know, the 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 one of the worst officiated games I've seen in a while, in a sense that they just didn't call the stuff they should have called. blatant stuff. Not Tiki tack stuff that you <clears throat> they bitch about, your fans bitch about. But stuff that is like blatantly always called.
2: Right. It wasn't called. And and they were inconsistent about it. Think about the, the trip, uh, when Garland oh, pulled down crude, right? That was awful. That, that is that gets called every time. It happens the very next period, the blues, same thing, gets called.
0: And and they scored a power play goal on that power play against us. And that it sucked. And then, and then the, when Shen gets uh, uh, horse collared uh, by the bench, got ripped down. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh my god! I, was, figured, was, I mean, I Shen, Shen that. was going one way, got ripped back the other way. Did have the puck. It's, uh, what is that? That's you called know what time. that is.
2: You know what that is? That's fucking horse shit. Is what that fucking is.
0: <laughs> horse, a horse shit call and a horse collar play. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck, it. Fuck, it. fuck
2: it. We're trying to get to two ninety eight.
0: Oh my god. I, I mean, it's one thing if you, if you you know, I, I kind of like it when the officials put the whistle away a little bit. You know, they don't call the ticky-tack stuff, right? Let them play. That's what let them play means. You don't call the minor stuff that doesn't really affect scoring chances or whatnot. You just let them kind of play a little bit. But this, not calling the blatant stuff is insane. And it was on both teams. It, both, there, were, there were half a dozen penalties that could have easily been called. Easily. And they just weren't for both sides. Um, that's
1: uh, you know, that, that uh, I know that the blues win game seven against Boston. And clearly that's a, for any blues fan that automatically ranks as one of the best games of all time. But I will say that that was the kind of game. I thought it was fairly clean. The only penalty in that game was the preco over the glass. Uh, which has to be called every time automatically. Um, I thought there wasn't a lot of blatant bullshit in that game. I mean, both teams, obviously, last game of the season, no matter what, winner take all. But I look at a game like that and I say, that's a game where the referees put their whistles away and good. That's the way yep. you want hockey to be played. It was well, It was even for the Bruins. You know, Blues fans that, bitched about the Bruins' play for much of that series. I thought the Bruins played fine in that game. They didn't do anything to, to try and hurt themselves. Blues, same way. But then you see a game against Arizona that we saw on Saturday, and it was, wow, there's a lot of shit that should be called right now, and it just wasn't.
0: None of it the The game seven against boston that's why i I bet on that game a chunk of money because I knew the Blues dominated five on five in that series dominated they were the by far the better team and in game seven in the final, referees aren't calling anything but blatant stuff unless the blues just play stupid hockey you know yeah they're they're winning the, I was confident they would win that game because of how they play five on five now granted the first period i didn't have a lot of confidence in that but but uh, it, it and it Different worked out. Story. It worked out, but it worked out. I mean, it's all the same. But uh, yeah, great start to this game for the Blues. Got to a two nothing lead. Blay and Bozak scored less than ten minutes into the first period, and thinking oh, fantastic. You know, after the Colorado loss, bounce right back, smacking in Arizona, who's nipping at the heels, um, and then uh, and then no, <laughs> uh, blew the two goal lead. Goligoski, Keller. Course, uh, bunting scored, uh, all unanswered. Blues never mounted much of an uh comeback attempt, uh, and that's what was most disappointing about this game. It was more disappointing to me that the Blues didn't really mount much of a, an attack in the third at all. That was more disappointing to me than the blown two goal lead was. They looked, flaccid. yeah, and they looked what, yeah, uh, flaccid. flaccid,
1: yeah, all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Bill I'm, Bill, I'm sure you have more to add. I, I do too, but I want to get to Jason Miller's comment in the mm-hmm. chat here. Jason, very chatty in the chat tonight, which is uh, no problem at all. We love that crappy goalie. Uh, he says, uh, it was so hard not to scream obscenities at that game with my daughter right next to me. Uh, Jason, I hear you, man. I, My son, the fact that he is not dropping the F-bomb every day at school is nothing short of a miracle because... Yeah. It, lately this season. That 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 fucking fuck 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 fuck. That's coming out every three minutes. Uh during this and, and in that game particularly. Oh my god. I I was I, I was like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm so pissed off right now. And it was the same thing, Kurt. It was it was exactly what you said. It was it wasn't the fact they gave up the two goal lead, it was We'll talk. I want to. I want to get to their last couple minutes of play, Bill. I want you to comment on this first. But I just thought, like, this is where you need to come back as a playoff
0: team, and they just didn't. No, they they didn't even make it. uh, I mean, usually in a case like that, you know, the team that's trailing pulls the goalie. You'll get some pressure because the other team's going into a shell, right? It didn't happen. Uh, We didn't have the pressure. We didn't have the. It just didn't. It wasn't there. The the urgency was not there. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it it seemed to me like the Blues just folded after uh, after Arizona scored after Arizona tied the game. Honestly, because um, it was like the the script was pre written. Right, the Blues are a great first period team. The Coyotes are the the league's best second period team, and then you know. Once Arizona got on the board and tied it, you know I know it was, uh, we had a two nothing lead going in, um, but it it almost seemed like they were resigned to their fate at that point. And it just such a punchless offense, and just you know, yeah, <clears throat> you, you always have hope with this team. Um, you know, if they're you know within a goal, that pull the goalie and you know the six on five magic happens, but they just, they didn't look good at all in, you know, after, after the first period, they, they stopped getting to the middle. They, and just, they, they couldn't connect two passes to save their lives.
1: Well, and, and one thing I'm, this is going to seem like a compliment, but it's not. Um, (laughs) Mike Hoffman has had the hot stick and I will say late in that game, it was clear they were like, Mike Hoffman has been our go-to guy. Mm-hmm. So get him the puck, which oh, 100%. What a 100%. Goal. Sorry. You do that. Sorry, Jeff. 30 God seconds. God damn you, Bill. 30 seconds. Fucking motherfucker. I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> By anyway. the
2: wild, I take it? Kaprizov. Uh, Who, oh. tell, me, tell me if I'm not wrong about this, but every time you hear somebody, one of the announcers say his name, you think Capri Sun.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Capri Sun. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> Good job, Capri Sun. Anyway, fuck you, Bill. Uh at that Look at that goal. All, though.
2: Look at that oh,
1: goal. that is... Oh, my God. Fuck him. How are you so... That as a hockey player, I see a guy do that. I'm like, I could try that with nobody else on the ice and I can't fucking complete that. That's stupid. That is Mm. stupid. Anyway, (laughs) so um, Mike Hoffman, um, they kept feeding the puck, which, you know, Alex Ovechkin, uh, Wayne Gretzky, you know, when guys are hot, you get them the puck. But it wasn't just a matter of giving him the puck. At, in the last minute of the game, it was, it was the same fucking play over and over and over. It was Mike's going to be on the, the top of the right faceoff circle, circle it behind the net, bring it back to the point man. Point man slides it over to Hoffman for a one-timer, sure. which that's his sweet spot. Yeah. I get that. I have no problem with but, that. I do in the sense that they tried that. They tried that every single time they got the puck and 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 it was just,
0: and Hoffman Hoffman flubbed the flubbed, both shots or does stick on one and he he flubbed another one. He got, I mean, he had a chance and I have no problem with him feeding, 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 because that's, that's what he is. You know, right. a good great player. He he's one of the best in the NHL. Ovechkin, it's over there. It's predictable. You know it's coming. You can't stop it. Same thing with Hoffman. I mean, it's just the way it is. But, that's but his. Hoffman's
1: game. not Ovechkin.
0: No, but he's one and, of the best in the NHL think, from that spot, one yeah, timers. But, but so I will you, say, if him, you want to
1: set that play up every single time, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. but you have to at some point, maybe it's Tori Krug, maybe it's it's terrasenko rather than Sliding it back to Krug and then back to Hoffman for the shot. Rather than Tarasenko doing that or O'Reilly or whoever, uh, take the shot from where you're at and cause some havoc in front. They know what you're about to do, they know uh, you're trying to feed Mike Hoffman over there. Get it to the net. I- before that happens and cause havoc and hope somebody's crashing and could just poke the puck in. I complain. they
0: just weren't doing that. I complained all season long. They weren't using him properly. They didn't feed him, feed him, feed him like they should have been doing. And they finally started doing it. I'm not going to complain. He he didn't get the shots off that he, that he should have. That he usually does. So who knows what would have happened if he had actually connected on it. But I'm just, I, I, I was happy to see them feed him. Uh, for those opportunities i don't care if it's predictable if it's predictable fine stop it you know i mean if you'd have got it on net we maybe they would have i don't know blocked it whatever but i'm i'm fine with because because they weren't doing that at all for so long so i'm fine with them doing it even even it's predictable i don't care that's me all
1: right bill um thanks for letting me have the empty net goal to tell kurt uh Wild oh. score empty net goal with 11 seconds left.
0: Well, I, I had the guide game. That was, up. A great that
2: was a great lookoff. That was a great lookoff, by the way. Yeah, totally it was.
0: Four games in in Arizona. Four, and we're down by one point. I, I mean, the, 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 this is here. The, a playoff spot is for the Blues to take if they can just play well. I mean, they don't have to play amazing. They got. I mean, Arizona is. Is handing this to the Blues if the Blues can win some games.
1: Four games in hand. How many games? How many games do the Blues have left? They've got what? 13.
0: 13. How many of those do
1: they have to win in your mind? How many do the Blues have to win to make the playoffs? To be guaranteed to make the playoffs?
0: Seven.
2: Yeah. Seven or eight. Seven
1: out of 13? Yeah. So basically, they'd have to go seven and. So,
0: so if Arizona wins five no,
1: so five five hundred
0: hockey. If Arizona wins six, that gives them a thirteen point lead. If we win seven, that's fourteen. That that ties us whatever. And, so I think if and, they win that they, they'd they force Arizona to go like six and three, something like that. Uh if we win seven. So if we win seven, we still we still finish at them. So that that's fine. They'd have to win seven out of nine if we win seven out of thirteen. So I think that's I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and double down on what I said last week too, and say that um, if the blues get into the first round, I know a lot of people don't agree that, Oh, what's the point of even making the playoffs? Why do that? They're just going to lose. I think you never know what happens in a seven game series. I'm not, I'm uh, all for them making the playoffs and just seeing what happens.
0: I'm across that bridge Mm -hmm. when you come to with the playoffs right now, I'm not going to, That's it's, 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 what, a few weeks away, a month away? So it's, I'm not, I'm not even going to think about it. A lot can happen to me now and then. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. This team needs to show me some stuff and they need to figure stuff out anyway. They need to figure some stuff out to even make the playoffs. If they can make the playoffs with this schedule, that would mean they've won some games against some good teams. So uh, they'll have something going for them if they make the playoffs, which Money Puck has them at. 40% to make it,
2: which yeah, might, that, that's
0: going to go up now after Arizona loses. So it's going to be like yeah. probably 45 now at least
1: man. Austin Lynch is just coming after bill. Uh, <laughs> you might lose your moderator rights here on uh discord. Austin Lynch, <laughs> Bill might be pulling them. He says, Hey, uh, Bill, we still hoping for 40 goals from Hoffman.
2: Hmm. Um, playoffs included. Yeah.
1: I love it. You never know. I love it. Dude, if he does that,
2: I still got that card to play.
1: Bill, I'm going to make a claim for you right now. Can can we do this? I'm going to do this. You know what? I'm just going to say I'll buy it for you. If overall, playoffs and regular season, Mike Hoffman this season gets 40 goals. I'm going to buy you a Mike Hoffman jersey. (laughs) Mm. How about that? What does he have
0: now, like 12?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll buy you two Mike Hoffman jerseys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy you a home and away. (laughs) Full that Actually, no. Get me all four. I'll even take a reverse retro.
0: (laughs) So I, I think... Yeah, man, he'd have to he'd have to score like I mean if he gets to 20, if he gets eight goals in the last 13 games, which would be fantastic. Uh that puts him at 20 or so and then he would need 20 more in the playoffs, <laughs> which you know, I mean uh 22, 24, Glenn Anderson had I think 27 one year. So then a cup run. So the Blues have to go deep.
2: <laughs> no, I I thought we covered that last last uh We did. Last week it was Yari Curry. Yari Curry had twenty-seven, and that's the record.
1: No, I think it was twenty-one, wasn't it?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm thinking twenty-one or something else.
2: Yeah, you must be. (laughs) Uh,
0: So Jeremy Rutherford uh, wrote an article. He uh, published it. It came out today. Um, Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, writes for the Athletic. So, and this was in the Athletic, uh, entitled "The Fragile Blues Are Back and Don't Look Like They Want Any Part of the Playoffs." When I saw that headline, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be an interesting article." And it is, it is rough uh, on the Blues. On it calls out players, big name players who aren't performing. Um, I, I, I love the, I love the, uh, the talk from was Spot on. Um, I think. I think what he did in his article is what we do on this show. He just tells it like it is. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and 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 let's say we've talked about soft media
1: in this town on oh this on this show. He's not one of them. I talked about it when I was in the media, and yeah, he used to get shit for that when he was with the Post Dispatch. Now that he's with the Athletic, thank you, the Athletic, for coming to St. Louis. Yeah. And and I think he has a little bit more clout to do that. And I know. I will tell you for a fact. The blues do not like having having somebody like Rutherford coming out and calling it like it is as a member of the media. And I give him all the credit in the world for coming out with an article like this because it is not easy to do in this town. So isn't, isn't it Bob's sad?
2: J.R.? But but are you sure? Are you sure that this wasn't something that Doug Armstrong personally wrote back in mid March? <laughs> it's like Jr. needs to need a favor. Team's no. not doing too good. I'll tell you to right fire. now,
1: that is that is not how Doug Armstrong operates. And I I love that, that JR took it upon himself to do this. Uh because yeah, this team this team needs this kind of coverage. I think the Cardinals could you could say the same thing about the Cardinals, which is why I love the athletic oh my God stepping in on them too, to um, base loaded get,
0: twice um, today. Carpenter strikes out, drawing a, drawing out. a blank mm. on
1: her name. The, the, the new beat writer for the athletic. Um, she's done a great job so far. Katie Wu. Yeah. Katie Wu. Yeah. yeah, She's good. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I just, this is not how Doug Armstrong likes to operate. Uh, he's against, I, uh, I, I'm trying to bad to PR watch what I say. But he is not a fan of bad PR,
0: and this is bad PR. So, well, without, um, with how controlled he was with social media, you know, I mean, with the social media account for a while, which I guess, I guess he's loosened the reins there because the blue social media, the Twitter account, anyway, is at least a little more funny than he used to be. So, uh,
1: uh, Jason Miller just uh, personally texted me this. This is uh, for our friends who listen to. The morning after, as well, he says, "Let's see if I can, I can get the tone right here, Jason. The media in this town is soft, and it's an embarrassment." It, so if you uh, if, you, if, know if what, you listen to the morning after, you know what I'm talking about.
0: the The media in this town, um, well, with a lot of teams, uh, is soft. It has to be because it, I mean they they, they don't they will lose their press credentials if they are if they're critical i mean which sucks because as a fan you're wanting to read these articles to actually you know find out what's going on get get insight you know but if your insight is is uh, skewed and has uh, and has the 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 has to have basically the sign off of the organization first. Well, you're not getting a, a clear, honest view of the team. You're getting you're getting a, a verbalized box score of the game before. Is what you're doing. It's not it's not anything that insightful or that honest. No. I guess.
1: And and that's what the athletic came into towns like St. Louis and hoped to change. And and San Jose is another one that I've heard of. Our friends at Teal Town can can vouch for that. But I will say, and again, I'm I'm. I don't want to name names here, but I spoke with a prominent member of blues media for a long time. And I heard many stories about how he was basically told the minute you start criticizing this team. And this was during the bad days, the dark days is when you were going to pull your press credentials. And I mean, it's a real thing. So I don't know, I guess Jr built up a reputation with, with the organization to where, you know, with his STL today posts and and his days there where he can get away with this kind of stuff, but it's not normally something you see from St. Louis media. So again, I, I commend guys who can do that kind of thing and still say they have a press credential.
0: He talked about Tarasenko being invisible, which he has been Uh, Schwartz, not contributing offensively. Uh, Shen not being able to buy a goal. Hoffman, while scoring uh, some goals now, is a turnover machine. Uh, he mentioned Krug not having scored a five-on-five goal since he played for Boston, which is crazy. Mm, um,
1: that yeah. is fucking, dude. That's that's something that we have not really talked about on this show. Like, I think he's been okay. He hasn't been. He's bad. been fine. He hasn't. He's been fine. He hasn't been like Falk was last year. He hasn't been turning the puck over defensively. He hasn't been been lost defensively, but yeah, this you, he was one of the guys who was brought into this team
0: to be a contributor offensively. And we just have not seen that one. No. No. And actually it's gotten worse because at least early in the season, you saw the, the offensive effort. I haven't, I haven't noticed him putting forth an effort in the offensive zone much at all i mean as far as like you know like letting it rip i have not seen it uh recently now early in season yeah recently not as much which is i agree i don't know if he's being told not to or what but uh bennington signed a six-year 36 million dollar deal and he's given up a goal a game he probably shouldn't uh Uh, yeah
2: no no shutouts Yeah, you know it's it's guaranteed yeah, guaranteed not to have a shutout. And and that has yeah, that's I'm looking that up now. How many teams from 2019?
1: How many teams in the NHL have not seen a shutout this year? I'm going to look that up now. Cause that, that, that is
0: messed up. You, yeah. I mean, you saw, okay. I mean, we've talked about this before that he, he needs to be able to steal a game once in a while. I mean, that's what good goalies do. And we've talked about how he doesn't have to be great. He just needs to be good, right? I mean, but and and he has been, you know, he's been better lately. Um, He's been okay, better, I guess, than he was earlier in the year. Um, His numbers are going up. He's allowing less than he was before, but he's still not that shut down guy you want to see every once in a while, you know, putting up a shutout. uh, Like after we got two nothing against Arizona, and then we kind of Arizona kind of takes it to us. To stand on his head and say, "Hey guys, you know what's going on? Let's and because the way the goalie plays when he's working hard, standing on his head, uh, making big saves, that fires up the team in front of him. We we talked about this with Allen here. We talked about this with Bennington. Uh, you know, the 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 team gets motivated from the goaltender out often. And when your goaltender's just not that, not doing it, it's just it doesn't help with the team and it makes it harder for the team to, to play at a level and to play at to win. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think we talked about that four or five weeks ago, just about how, you know, the blues with their second period struggles, you, you know, this would have been the ideal game for, for Bennington to be like, boys, I got this right. And put them on their back and, and put, put them on his back and, you know, pitch the shutout you know make make all the saves and you know he just i don't right now i don't think he has it in him to focus all the way through a game and and you know steal steal a game it or even you know just in in a you know uh not that we're going to have any easy games the rest of the season. Um, You know, we're, we're done with the, the fluff competition in the division. Um, But even if even in a fluff game, he's never looked like he had that in him to, to pitch a shutout. And uh, that's, that's the thing that worries me most about him. I mean, you thought, you thought, you know, after the we're coming moment that he had his swagger back, you know, it it was lip service at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, a little bit, but I, but I think, like I said, he's played better, but he's not there yet. You know, I think I think since his moment, since his since his yeah, we're coming. I think he's been better, but but uh, I he hasn't he's not not where you want him to be yet. Which come on already. <laughs> um, so Marube uh, has called the team fragile several times. uh, Um,
1: Sorry, real quick before we get into that, I I'm, I'm going to look up the shutout stuff. I wanted to look up, but uh, I want to add, and I've said this before you mentioned Jaden Schwartz. I let that guy go, let him go. I, I am, I don't, I'm not speaking for the show here. I'll let you guys say whatever you want here, but um, personally, even with the 2019 heroics he had in the playoffs, I just don't... Yes, maybe he's a heroic playoff guy, and he's had some big games when the Blues have needed him, not just in 2019, but before that. You need a guy who can still contribute offensively during the season to get you to the playoffs. And I feel like he has just been absolute garbage. And if a guy can't contribute offensively when your team needs it and you're in a contract year, what the fuck are you even doing on the rink? I, I am all for just let that guy walk. I know that maybe I'm just being emotional here, but I am not a Jaden Schwartz fan. I've said that on this show for years, if you can let that guy go and you can try and fill that role, either internally or bring somebody in as a free agent, I, I, I think he serves a purpose. He's he does his job, but I think he is a faux first line player. I've never thought he could be a guy that could be on a first line on any other team in the NHL uh, unless it's an absolute bottom feeder. And and listen, I I like James Schwartz. The guy has I I know it doesn't sound like it. He's given some great moments here in St. Louis but I think it's time to let that guy go. He has just not, you can say all you want. He's played great defensively. He's played great in the neutral zone. He's even cycled well in the offensive zone. You need the guy to contribute some fucking points and he's not doing it. So let the guy go. I'm
0: I'm ready to see him walk. Do you think that um, Schwartz might be one of those kinds of players that just doesn't get to the next level without fans in the seats?
1: I don't mm. think he was there in 2019 or 2020.
0: Oh, I think he was. Well, he, in 2019, he
2: was he, 2019. He was the talisman for the team. When he wasn't scoring, the team wasn't doing well. And then when he started scoring, especially in the playoffs, the Blues did well. Yesterday was the the two year anniversary of his uh, goal with 13 seconds to go to win Game Three against uh, Winnipeg. That, that was the game where you f- started feeling the magic, I thought, for, for the, the cup run. Um, he, and he had other moments in that series. And against San Jose, he had a hat trick. You know, he as, as he goes and scores... He, like I said, he's the talisman for for the offense, which is crazy. You you don't think of him as as you know one of the people that you need to contribute to win, but that's what he is, and he's not doing it. And you know the the team's floundering. I mean, again, you know to JR's point, Tarasenko's been invisible. Um, you know he's been better you know defensively, but we need him scoring goals, right? And and it's just not working.
0: He's had a 56 point season, a 63 point season, 55, 59, 57. Those are his his, his uh, best point production seasons. Uh last one coming in 1920, 57 points uh last season uh in uh 71 games. So uh I and I mean he on this year. He's got 14 and 28. So he's he's a little yeah. under his production from uh now I mean he's he's he's, he's Pretty close to his production from uh eighteen nineteen which is thirty six points in sixty nine games um yeah he's only played twenty eight games too so I mean I'm not making excuses for him um it it, it seems like a lot of the players doesn't, on the, on the team have not. To
1: it a... doesn't that add to it a little bit to you though the fact that he just he can't stay healthy yet he's paid and expected to produce like a first line player
0: oh he said i mean That's he's my at... other knock on him. no he he gets hurt a lot I know but i uh, i mean well, 71 games played last year, 69 the year before, 62 the year before that. Uh and the uh and last year he played a full season, right? So it was cuz that's when the season ended. So and before that it was 69. So he was he was out what 15 games, eight, 19 games, uh 78 uh games before that. I mean, yeah, he I mean he's, injuries are a thing with him. That's he's known for it. But I I almost wonder with him because a number of the players in the team, this team has not looked right since the pause. No, the, 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 the the last half of 19, right. The nineteen nineteen season, when they won the cup, they were unstoppable almost. And the cup run. And then uh, the next season, they won the West. When the season was stopped short at 71 games, they were in first place in the West. They had a good season, a real good season. And, but since the pause, I mean, is it a coincidence or is it just that the hockey life is different? The There's no fans, there's little fans in the stands. Some stadiums have more than others, but not a, not a ton of fans. Um, do, I, do you think that this affected the Blues more than their teams where they just don't, they aren't able, a number of players aren't able to take it to the next level without fans in the stands, without having a normal team, without being able to do what they usually do before games, after games? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There, there might be something to that because it's either a coincidence or uh, too many players on this team just can't uh, get up for the games like they usually did uh, during this whole pandemic.
2: I will say I, I do believe that that's a thing, right? That that fan energy is it's not just you know a, a media talking point. It's it's a real thing, um, and I, I do think that. The blues, because the, the the fan base here is so passionate. I'm I'm, I'm not going to try to make an argument that we're BFIH, um, <laughs> and <that's laughs> for for other circles. Um, but Detroit Detroit fan fans are base... out of the
0: woodwork. They be right. like, what? <laughs> right.
2: Um, yeah, it, it, we're just. I I think that. I think that argument can be made, uh, for this team. Um, and, and yeah, maybe it is player by player, but I, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things that, um, other teams have figured it out. I mean, look, look at Winnipeg in the North. They, they, I, I think for a team that is, you know, that derives passion from its fan base, Winnipeg has to be up there. Um, cause it's such a small city, but they're so damn passionate and uh look they're second in the north right they're 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 having a great season um and and the fans aren't there um i don't know i i think it's real um i don't think we'll ever be able to uh to to really understand what what the effect is um you know maybe maybe players are thinking you know that you know life is more important than just a hockey game and you know, right now it's, they're earning a paycheck and that's about it.
0: To your point, Jeff, with Schwartz, uh, I, as far as like letting him go, um, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, moving anybody out, but make this team better. So I, I, I'm not against moving Schwartz. Um, I, I've, I, you know, Schwartz is a very extremely streaky player, so he can be frustrating for 12 games. And then he's amazing for the next six or seven games. Uh, So I'm not against moving a guy out, uh, but, you know, bring somebody in who's going to make the team better. And I would, you know, part of me, part of me just wonders if it's uh, if it is something with, with the pandemic and if next season hits in October where, you know, full stadiums are allowed, or whatever, uh, and it's back to normal-ish kind of thing. Then uh, uh, I I'm I almost wonder how that. Uh, part of me wants to just keep the team together to see how they you know wait until everything is back to normal and then we'll see how we play. But that's not feasible. So I don't know. I'm uh... I want
1: to add uh, real quick, fellas, that I did do the math, and uh, the Blues are the only team in the NHL to not have a shutout this season. Uh, I thought maybe Detroit. I got a couple teams listed that original math showed me Ottawa, New Jersey, Arizona, L.A., Vegas, Columbus, Buffalo, and Florida did not. But uh, closer inspection shows guys like Quick, Kemper, Wedgwood, Murray, uh, they all have had shutouts. So Blue's the only team. To go the entire nope. season, fifty-six. Well, not fifty-six, but however many games without a shutout. Even Buffalo has had a shutout this season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even <laughs> when you can't, when you can't keep up with Buffalo. Yeah. Um. So the, the storylines this year, and this is you know still with Rutherford's article, um, you know, that they were going to, the team was going to prove their bubble performance was a fluke. Uh, they were going to show – then they were going to show that they'd be fine without Petrangelo, and then that they could play through the injuries with a next man up mentality, and then they were going to win it for Bobby. But none of that – none of that has worked. So – and the latest to possibly fall by the wayside is, yeah, we're coming. <laughs> right? So one more thing that's just not going to work. Uh, so we'll and see. And I'll say,
1: man, that was, that was one thing – when he said that, I like I got shivers and chills, mm-hmm. and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, God damn it, Bennington. And she's like, what? I'm like, he's got me believing again. <laughs> this is the one thing of all the things they've said since the bubble that I've actually believed. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm going to have to be invested in every game and expect a comeback even if they're down by four goals. And, of course, I mean, yes, it's only been two games they've lost since yeah. then. But, man, but, those are two big losses.
2: It is, but it's also this season, the unpredictability of the COVID season, right? You know, they they should have had four games at this point. And, you know, because, um, you know, as Kurt put it earlier, Calero can't stop looking doorknobs. Uh, you know, the, the season's just, it, it's off kilter, you know, it, it, you know, to me, it kind of feels like, you know, uh, a bad round of golf, right. You know, you go out, you're feeling good and you get your tempo going and then you're stuck behind, you know, five groups that are just playing super slow. Your tempo's off, can't get anything together. And the next thing, you know, you know, you put up three snowmen in a row. It It's it just, it, it, it's hard you know jason miller made a another really good point in the uh, youtube chat about um you can't really bond you know you can't go out drinking and um uh, 2019 the blues went out drinking super bowl in philly right and uh uh gloria became the theme song because they went to a club in philly and some drunk dj kept playing it over and over and it became their theme right can't do that nobody's going out you know it's just you're going through the motions you're you're going to the rink you're you're watching your tape you're going home you're being isolated
0: and, this, and it, who was and the one kind
1: of... oh go, go ahead. ahead go ahead bill finish your thought. No, you go ahead no good. i was gonna say who was the one who really pushed that to be played in the locker room too?
2: steiner it was
1: alexander steen
2: yeah. And he's is, not a part yeah. of the team anymore. Right. So and there's that, a couple you know, different it, things
1: that that pushes away right. from that 2019 team.
2: Right. And there, there are so many things. I mean, you know, the just the even though Jay Bowmeister, you know, uh, just wasn't wasn't a quote machine for the media. He was such a steadying presence. You know, he had his he had his rough times and I don't know how many times we wrote him off and said he needed to be put out the past year. But he was such an important part of this team. So under underrated. Um, and he's gone and Petro's gone. And there's so there's so many differences. But I think that the really the
0: there
2: <clears throat> the the unpredictability of this season because uh of of covid's impact and teams getting shut down and the schedule being shaken up so many times you know it, at this point i'm like you know i i i hope we make the playoffs because it gives me something to do but do i expect us to do anything no you know the the team hasn't shown me a whole lot you know i i will always have that hope because we won and you know when it comes to this team, I'm an eternal optimist that, you know, like to your point, Jeff, about Bennington and the work coming, you know, he got you believing again. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. You know, what else are we going to do?
0: And like I said, uh, if they do make the playoffs, that means they will have played pretty well in this month, this schedule the down the stretch. I mean, they, they've got, I mean, they have to kind of win, you know half their games so to to have a shot to get in i think unless arizona just you know shits the bed um so i and and winning winning seven out of 13 winning six out of 13 whatever it's going to take i think with this the schedule i think that would be you know in and in it would be a nice achievement uh for this team to uh take into the playoffs so, like Brandon, you know, just just getting in is we could say, well, yeah, they just snuck in. Don't expect much. But for them to get in, they have to play decent hockey against some tough teams. So, I think I, I think if they I, if they do that, then we'll be feeling better about this team as they go along the rest down the stretch. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. So it, it, I'm kind of on the fence because they were playing good for a short stretch there, and now they and they've blown a couple games. Um, so I'm kind of back and forth on it. So I, I won't take much for me and maybe a lot of other people, I don't know if they can win a couple of games here, um, and, and get back fourth place and get three points up on Arizona with a couple of games in hand or whatever it is. Uh, I think people will, will start to kind of rally around the team again, but it's going to be interesting that this, this, uh, down the stretch here, uh, they couldn't beat, uh, still with Rutherford's article they couldn't beat 34 year old dubnik in his, in his uh, uh dubnik in his Avs debut who had a 4.43 gaa and an 845 save percentage save percentage versus the blues this season i wasn't gonna make too big of a stink about that uh point uh well i wasn't gonna make I, I don't okay goalies can like their play fluctuates from team to team from season to season you know he's behind a much better team right now so you know, it doesn't surprise me. The blues, they scored three on him, but I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't think the blues could have expected to have scored four and a half goals on him in that game against the avalanche. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's a different team and he's, he's, and he's a decent goalie. I don't know, but no,
1: he's fine. He's yeah. a
0: fine goalie. Sure. So I, I think, I think that I, the article made it sound like the blues, you know, only scored three and they had owned him this year well, yeah, he's on a different team now, a much better team, a much, much better team. So that that makes a difference. Uh, they lost to the Coyotes, lost five straight. We should cover that. Um, uh, Bozak, after the loss to the Coyotes, he's quoted as saying, it's weird, whenever you get a couple goal cushion, it's kind of difficult to keep that aggressiveness. It's something you should do, and the best teams stay aggressive, but it's a hard thing to do. That's just the way it goes. That's hockey. I was <laughs> like... And Jr. said that's a that's also a losing team's mentality. And I thought, man, that's, and that's a
1: Bad. That's a bad mm. quote. It and is that terrible. Is a bad
0: quote. It's terrible.
1: And and it, there was another thing the Blues uh, the Blues uh, social media team posted uh, something that Bozak said. I think it was actually in the same maybe it was the next day. I don't remember at practice, but he said something about like this time of year is fun. We're looking forward to you know, playing the rest of the season out and seeing how it goes right now. That's not what the fans want to hear right now. You want to hear your team saying, yeah, we've been fucking terrible. We're going to turn the dial up to 11 and we're going to fucking show the rest of the league what we're made of. That's what you want to hear. And I think at first when Bozak makes that comment, it's, it's weird, you know, you got a couple goal cushion. Uh you need aggressiveness. Ugh. But the way that he tailed that quote off with just the way it goes that's hockey? No, it's not. Listen, yeah. I have played men's league. I have played high school hockey. I am I am not at the level of these guys. I say that every fucking week. But like when we lose bad against a team that is clearly better than us, I still walk out of the rink or at least go to the locker room saying, "Yeah, we could have had a better effort. That could have been that could have gone a different way if we just would have done this or done that." The, the fact to say that's that's hockey. No, Tyler Bozak, that is not just hockey. You're a better team than losing to the Coyotes, a team that. Basically, is chasing you in the standings. You need to have a better effort, and you need to have aggressiveness throughout the game. That's your game. That's how you won the Stanley Cup in 2019. That's a bad, bad quote by Tyler Bozak. Uh,
0: and, and, he's, and he says it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is a hard thing to do to to maintain a high level of aggressiveness the entire game. It's extremely hard. But you know what? You do it. You still do it. I mean, yeah. You, 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 yep. it, yeah, it's hockey, you know, professional hockey's hard, you know, do it. Uh, don't, I mean, don't sit back and just not <laughs> do it. Uh, Nathan ale in the YouTube chat says every team has had to deal with COVID Dallas got hit hard. Vegas, Vancouver too. now Colorado can't use it as an excuse. They've just lost too much talent and leadership. Um, I I can use. it. By the an, way, I think I think I, that's a new live listener. Yeah, it might be. Welcome to the uh, show, Nathan. If you're new, or uh, thank you for contributing. Uh, I I can use it as, as an excuse because it's it's possible. I'm. Just, I, I was throwing it out there as a possibility. I wasn't like blaming that necessarily um and covid it's going to affect every team and player differently it, just because dallas dealt with it or, or whoever dealt with it and they're fine but i mean vancouver's out of the playoffs right now so i mean i don't know if they're sure they're a good example um colorado dealt with it yeah they're 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 they're, they're you know they're probably i think they win the division um but yeah every team is different every i mean in fact every player every team different so uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it, uh, it's a blanket statement to, you know, it affects one team one way. It's got to affect the team the other way. I don't, I don't think that at all, but, uh, but I get it. I mean, you see other teams deal with it and you want to see your team deal with it just fine. And maybe they are dealing with it just fine. Maybe that's not the issue, but I'm saying I'm just tossing out there as it, it might be because this team has, like I said, has not been the same. It's like a light switch. The, uh, uh, out of uh, under the uh, after the pause, it, they, 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 I mean, it was it, they were decked terrible. Uh, they had so much time off, and they never got back to where they were um, in 2020. Um, and uh, Jr. said uh, at the end of his article, he said, uh, "Can these Blues achieve it this season?" If not, then Armstrong missed an opportunity to improve the franchise's future at the trade deadline. He could have gotten assets for pending un- unrestricted free agents, Schwartz and Hoffman, that would have helped replenish the prospect pool while simultaneously trying to keep the championship window slightly open. Um, You know, I mean, I, you guys can give your thoughts on this. I, I think, I, and I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm going to, the, I'm the same opinion that I was before. I, yeah, he missed an opportunity to, he could have sold some players or traded some players and gotten some prospects picks or whatever. Uh, however many or however how good the picks are, you know, I don't know, probably not great, but um, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to, uh, you know, of the same opinion that I had before that I want to see what this team does. I'm not saying they're going to do anything great, but this has been a goofy ass season. I want I just want to see how this, this team, how it plays out. That's, I'm just, that may be a yeah, decision that that that, that costs them some picks um, and lets a, a guy or two walk for nothing, whatever. I, I, I'm just, this is me personally. Now, I'm not saying this is the right call, but I want to see how this team plays out.
1: Yeah. And Bill, I, I want to get your opinion here too, because I think yours was slightly different than how Kurt and I feel, but I, um, I, I just want to add to Kurt's point. I agree hundred percent. Wanted to see what happened. But I still stand by the fact what, what Armstrong said um, after the deadline. And he said he didn't have any, what was it? I, he didn't have any meaningful
2: um, conversations
1: meaningful conversations for three days leading up to the deadline. I have to take him on his word on that. And again, a guy who's been a critic of him in the past, um, I'm going to take his word on that. If, if he feels that You know, oh, yeah, I got a call about Jaden Schwartz, but it was for a fifth-round pick. I'm not taking that deal either, you know? Mm -hmm. Your better bet is to see how this team does down the stretch after the deadline. Maybe he catches fire, like we've talked about. Same thing with Mike Hoffman, which he has. And see what your chances are to roll the dice and make the playoffs to see what happens. I... I actually still, even after these two losses, these two big losses, I still feel the same as I did last week. I think you, you stand pat, you see what happens. Again, crazy season. Um, take these guys, let them, let, you know, think of the Blue Jackets a couple years ago when they had uh, Panarin and Bobrovsky hidden free agency and they kept them because they were like, that's basically trade deadline acquisitions. Even though they're unrestricted free agents, let's see what they can do in the playoffs. I think it's the same thing for the Blues here. I think it's they're unrestricted free agents. So, yes, moving them, getting us prospects or whatever would have been nice. But maybe what we can get from them is bigger than what we would have gotten for them at the deadline.
2: I I agree completely. I mean, the army army knows what the market is and if it's valued correctly um, and, and if he's saying that there weren't any meaningful conversations I take that to mean um, like you said maybe he's getting a fourth or fifth round uh, pick offered for for Hoffman or Schwartz right it, it's you know teams you know teams may have tried to be opportunistic and said, hey, uh, Hoffman don't work out so much for you. Um, why don't we give you a third or a fourth? And, and our Army's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I, I think, and, and I think that that would be the right call, if that's how it played out. Um, I, you know, the it, at this point, I think, I think it is, you know, it, it was the right move just to sit pat and and see if this team can find some way to gel and do something uh, if it makes the playoffs. And, you know, if not, um, you know, another thing to think about, you know, you're talking about, you know, it, maybe you can try to trade for a prospect, but, you know, what the, the craziness that COVID has uh, wreaked on the NHL, right? Um, how is that, you know? How is that impacting, um, you know, scouts? Like, are scouts able to go and watch games, uh, you know, you know, or, or are they, you know, going to be uh, relegated to what fans do and watch eight hours of tape on their favorite prospects now? Um, is, is it you don't want to trade for picks because you don't have that kind of intel, um, to say, uh, oh, we've, we have, we, we know we can get, you know, uh, one of 10 guys, um, you know, that's on our board, uh, because maybe you haven't got that opportunity to see them. And so picks aren't so valuable this year. I don't know. I, you know, that, that, that would be interesting to, you know, to get that kind of insight. Um, and I think with army, you'll never get that, but yeah, I, if the market's that there, don't try to don't take just the best deal that's thrown your way. I, I mean I think that's just basic economics, right? And unless unless you have to unload somebody because somebody's contract's kicking in next year. Um, and Army's been shrewd enough not to structure contracts to get screwed that way.
0: I wanna ask you guys uh uh about Chris Kerber's comments. That he made on 101 espn where he said that uh, craig bruby will uh, get things back on track there's no doubt in his mind that Brewery will get things back on track for the St. Louis blues and we'll talk about that after this word from Sunrise brewery centerize brewery is st louis's only hockey themed brew house stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey inspired beers such as old arena lager the beauty ipa the rotating pale ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit CenterIceBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the taproom. Centereyes Brewery. Let's go blues. Please drink responsibly.
1: Uh,
0: Hockey fans uh, should, uh, uh, well, people in general should support local businesses, especially uh, in this time. Uh, But uh, local hockey fans who are listening to the show, if you have not been to Sunrise Brewery, check them out, support them. They do a fantastic job. Uh, over there uh, try their beers uh, check out the stuff they have there the old arena stuff uh, very cool great place to watch a game so go to the website if you want to go there go to the website and uh, reserve a table especially on game nights because uh, stuff is uh, harder to come by so uh, centerizebrewery.com so let's wanna... add if,
1: if you want to support local as well about the wonderful jersey i'm wearing tonight folks very I'm nice. trying to show it as much as i can Wait, let me uh let me do a whole spin here. We're going to do a whole spin here. So
0: oh, let's go. Oh. So let's go Blue's radio hockey jersey. Uh very few folks have those. They're those select uh, select uh, audience for those. But if you
1: would like one, uh they are beautiful jerseys and very very comfortable stuff, not just for on the ice rink. Uh contact us Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or email me directly at gmail.com,
0: and I'll hook you up. Yeah, it's a blue jersey with uh, a gold trim there and a cream color. So, very cool. Yeah. Like an off-white, cream. It's cool. basically jersey, a, a,
2: a blue jersey. A
0: blue jersey, yeah, not a blues yes. jersey.
1: <laughs> I uh it's a um it's kind of a take off the winter classic. That's that's kind of the the way that we went. When we decided to go with this jersey, um, I, it's, I love it.
0: One of my favorite jerseys I have. And I've got a ton. Uh, 101 ESPN uh, tweeted out earlier today. Uh, they had Chris Kerber on. Blues, play-by-play guy, radio guy. Uh, and uh, I respect Chris Kerber. I, I love Chris Kerber's commentary. Uh, I love his calls. I think he can be uh, – he's a, he's a fan who is calling a game. Which is kind of cool, um, and and oftentimes, you know, in these radio interviews and things, he's uh, he's more honest than most people are. Uh, you'll get some honesty out of him when he's critiquing the team. But so this was interesting to me uh, when he says that uh, there's no doubt in his mind that Craig Berube will get things back on track for the St. Louis Blues this season. That's uh, I mean, I mean he's kind of I don't know if he's going on a limb or just being rah rah or you know working for the working for uh, ESPN radio or what, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, that's that I, I like, I, I love his, his attitude. Are you guys buying into it.
2: Um, he's not Jordan Bennington. So no.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I uh, there've been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk mm, this season about it has Ruby lost the room. Do players not listen to him anymore? Is his his uh his uh, his coaching style is more of a rah-rah kind of a, uh once players are on board, it just snowballs, but if they're not, it just it falls on deaf ears kind of a thing. So um, I don't know. Well uh Chris Kerber thinks that Brube is is uh he will get things back on track, so we shall see.
1: Yeah, He's I don't know. We'll running see. Running
0: out of time. He's running out of time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, and I, 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 we've talked about it on this show before. I don't think he's in the hot seat as far as as far as goalie go or coaches go. I think you give him another year, well, maybe not a full year, but you at least give him till next season early. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. We'll see. Chris Kerber knows more than we do. You know, he's he's more tied into the organization. He probably knows Craig Berube better than most broadcasters, except maybe some guys in Philadelphia. But uh, I don't know. Hard to comment on because we really, we don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tomorrow night's game versus the Avalanche. What are you guys looking for? Uh, Strong five-on-five play maybe for a change. Uh, uh, How about a goal from Krug? That's what I want. I want a goal from Krug. Goal from
1: Krug will be nice. I'm looking for some fucking forechecking. I feel like that's that's something, and again, I know this team is not the same from twenty nineteen, but that's the way this team is still coached, talking about Baruby. I want to see this team forecheck. check. I wanna see the uh Kale McCars and the uh the the Sam Gerards struggle to get out of their zone. I want to see Braden Shen hopping up into the play. I want to see Sammy Blay. I want to see these guys go in and make the defenseman's jobs difficult to get out of their zone. That is what I want to see. I think that's where the game starts. And once you do that, you can establish more of a uh, offensive pressure and, and clogging of the neutral zone because when they start taking liberties and just cruising through the neutral zone, that's where the blues start to lose the game. And I think Mm -hmm. that we'll see if we could see a change there, that's where you see an entire change in the St. Louis blues organization, uh, from top to bottom.
2: So tomorrow night's game is what that's here, right? It's a home game for the blues. Um, be, am i
0: supposed it, to be it is up? it's a home game yeah <laughs> yeah it,
2: it, it would be ideal if if colorado's first game back you know after a covid shutdown was in denver you know we've heard over the years that how difficult it is uh, as an athlete to perform in uh in that city um you know, and that would be a great game to try to run them run their D Ragged and, and and really push the issue and see see how much of an impact COVID actually has against you know on the entire team. But um try to do the same thing in the building, um, you know, in, in your own building. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we talked about it before. Um T- certain players might not get up for for home games and the blues certainly their their home record is has sucked this year but at some point you got to turn it around if, if there is going to be you know if there's to be hope about the season and uh no better game than tomorrow night you got a team that's coming off uh you know what's what is a terrible you know a shutdown from a terrible disease that affects the lungs push them come out push hard and not just for the first period shut them down in the second period. Make the second period a focus, right? You know, don't do what you did against Arizona.
1: Uh so revod, uh, some the whatever new listener, new live listener, uh at least commenter uh says uh here's what he wants to see for a game tomorrow. He says I think 91 Tarasenko just needs to play greedy. Be Hoffman, shoot first and often, pass second. Although his passing skills are top five on the team, he just hasn't seemed to fit in. And you know what? I'm going to give you comment of the show uh, for that because I'm 100% in agreement. I think Tarasenko, that's been the problem for him so far is I, I think he's overthinking when he gets the puck. Shoot the damn puck. That's all he needs to do. That's what you're paid for. That's what you're good at. That's what got you the cover of an NHL game. That's what he, has gotten you MVP of the team. Shoot the puck. That's all you
0: got to do, baby. He said uh <clears throat> be more like Hoffman. I I say be be more selfish than Hoffman. I don't think Hoffman's been selfish enough. Because yeah. I, he's he's a one-trick pony. He's got a shot. That's it. Shoot it. You know, what what else are you going to do with it? Hoffman, shoot it.
2: Yeah, I think the the last time we really talked favorably about uh, 91 on the show was the, you know, when he scored the one-timer goal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, that was a month ago at this point, right? And just when you think, oh, he's getting his groove, it's like, nope, he peaked at that moment, and now he's regressed.
0: I, I want, I'm on the forecheck uh, train for tomorrow. I think, uh, uh, if the blues can establish that forecheck check and get, and just have some, uh, some offensive zone time, some consistent time in the, in the ozone, uh, an entire shift in the offensive zone from time to time would be great. Um, and maybe a, a, like a, who said a strong second period was you, Jeff, just a, or no, uh, it was bill bill? It was bill. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, that's that at some point that's got to change. I mean, that's, that's absurd. Yeah. Uh, that, that's our second periods have been atrocious all season long fucking fix that shit uh, right maintain your focus I mean, from first to second my god
2: yeah it, it it's so bad that you know you almost have to blow up the the coaching manual um, where you know you you focus your players on being ready for a puck drop. Fuck, Berube's got to get these guys focused that they they have, you know, that second period is their Achilles heel and, you know, come out and, you know, get a rhythm going, but be ready to reset after that first period and focus. I, I think that seems to be what lacks on this team. And Bozak's quote that you read earlier demonstrates that focus.
0: Um, So, and Robert Thomas was skating today. So uh, he may be close to returning and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't make predictions. I don't do that. I hate, I hate doing that, but, uh, because they're just, you know, made up shit, but I'm going to, I got a feeling about Krug, all this talk about him not scoring five on five and forever um, hockey gods are going to give Krug a goal tomorrow, five on five. And they'll talk about it in the air. It was just brought up. He hadn't scored since Boston. So five on five. So, well, let me He's ask scoring. you, you're He's making, scoring tomorrow night.
1: You're making, you're making this claim, Kurt, Is it going to be a legit, like, beauty vintage Krug with Boston goal? Or is it going to be, like, bouncing off a defenseman and go in?
0: You're going to ask me to – so you're asking me to – I've made an amazing shot – Playing pig or playing horse, and you're saying I should have called bank. <laughs> yeah, call bank, no. baby. No, no call no.
1: your bank. No, no,
0: no it's a goal. Oh, he hasn't scored since on. Boston, and you want me to like call the type a, of goal? You
1: are a, a shootout specialist. I'm surprised that you are I, not making this I am call.
0: A, I am a shootout specialist. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I've never missed. <laughs> Sorry I'm so happy you yeah. took that in
2: stride. Mm. He is uh. if if I've if I've learned anything about Kurt Price's game, it's he is a shootout specialist.
1: That's right. Used to that's be right. A hey, That's why he used to be
2: a face off god, but he he changed his game. When the shootout became a thing, so, he became the king. That's, that's why so, so, I picked him god.
1: for the ponder. I picked him for the ponder cup a couple of years
0: ago because of that. And he fake. he did not disappoint. I'm a, oh, it's the most beautiful fake out too on on Lynn, right? I mean, just I've oh. never seen
1: a slap shot fake out on a shootout on a good goalie. I mean,
0: let's and, face it, Lynn McNew and, is a good goalie. He's very good, and, and, and I you didn't made it work. And let's be honest, I didn't just I didn't just beat him. Uh, I I faked him out of his jock. He was way out of the net. <laughs> you did. When I saw you
1: wind up, I even said out loud to the bench, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and then you went to the backhand and scored. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I can't even get mad. So
2: <sighs> It's a great move in roller hockey.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> tough to go back the other way as a goalie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. And he came out, he came out of the way. I, I mean, I wound up and he, he kind of slid out. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> um, So uh, uh, thank you, Minnesota, for beating Arizona tonight. So it's four games in hand with one point down on Arizona. And oddly enough, Money Puck, uh, the odds of us making the playoffs has gone down by 0.2%. I would have thought it would have gone up significantly. Four games in hand, the team we're chasing, and our odds from earlier today uh, before the game to now after the game have gone down. Now it's 39.4 when it was 396
2: what about what about other teams? It's, because, team? it's me... because they're listening to Let's Go Blues radio <laughs> and our prognostication. Uh,
0: so and they're... they're like,
1: "Oh, these guys know their shit."
0: Well done. Uh, well, course. wait.
1: Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That is surprising because I'm looking. San Jose is going to lose to Vegas tonight. Yeah, and, they, uh, and we're and three points up three on them. With... Behind
0: the Blues, we have two games in hand on them. Three games so. in
1: hand on them too. Two, four. It's going to be four games after tonight. San Jose. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That I don't know. I don't get it either. I'm gonna say don't that understand. money this puck is, is why wrong. I don't gamble. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna say money puck is wrong. Uh, maybe it's just a I don't know in between. I don't know. I bet you. I bet you. It's like in the mid 40s tomorrow.
1: Heard I'm, I'm gonna mow your lawn here. Go ahead, Patrick Marlowe setting the all-time record for games played. Um, for me, I mean, uh, well, Kurt, you've got a couple stats here, and I'm going to give Kurt uh, some credit here because he put all this out. Playing in his 1,768th uh, game, surpassing Gordy Howe uh, two nights ago, Monday night, uh, the Sharks did lose in the shootout to the Knights. Uh, they did give Marlow a chance, he did not score. Uh, this is his 23rd wah, season. Wah. Yeah, dude, how, I mean. It would have been cool to see, but I mean, come on. Patrick Marlowe is what, like 68 years old? He's not going to score in the shootout against the playoff
0: team. He's 41, and I scored on Lynn McNew when I was what, 43? 40? (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You were old as fuck. (laughs)
0: That was a few years ago.
1: Yeah, I was. No, I I just want to say, and I'm not just saying this because I know we have a lot of Teal Town listeners. uh, Well, or at least our friends that 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 host that show, uh that's an amazing accomplishment. Um I saw at, at least one naysayer on Twitter about how like you shouldn't pass Gordy Howe if you have the opportunity. Fuck shouldn't you. Pass. What? You didn't see that? There was huh. somebody who tweeted something. I think it was a San Jose writer, too, who said something like, you know. I could write so many articles, but I'm not gonna pass said writer if I if I get to the chance. I'm gonna stop one short Fuck because ass. that writer is Fuck. better than me. And it's just like, that- oh, okay, so tell tell Alex Ovechkin to take a back seat. He doesn't need to be passing Wayne Gretzky. You know, go ahead and stop scoring right. goals, Alex. Mm. No, because that's honestly, not we- how it
2: works. Right, the context for the Gordie Howe thing, right, is, is that he played uh, what one thousand four NHL games. Sixty-seven. Gordy, yeah, Gordy Howe played until he was in his fifties.
0: Yeah, and he came so back, he, you know, a couple times. Right. He, just he, just to play. But
2: but he played. He also left the NHL and played probably a thousand games in the WHA I don't know the number I didn't I didn't have time to research it but he played he left the the W the NHL for the WHA right he he so I don't know I I am I am impressed by by Marlow like I'm not trying to to take down you know uh, Marlowe's accomplishment I think that is amazing the fact that he did it at 41 years of age right Gordy howe did it when he was 51. Right. That's yeah. his last NHL game was in his fifties. And, you know, it, it's because how went and he played, you know, it, they're two totally different players for, for that, for that record to be broken. Cause that was one of the records that was discussed that when Gretzky, you know, retired, it, it was never going to be broken. It, it's a feat and, you know, total stick tap to Patty Marlowe for doing this. I, you know, I, I think that it it's amazing and uh I've, you know i i think it's, it you know that that's just such say, a stupid say, yeah, stupid thing to write
0: saying that he should have stopped one short is one of the dumbest things i've ever right. heard records are made to be broken you, you yes. you're you're not you're not a record holder if the guy who was going to pass you just stops unless you have it no, no, no. i i would i'd feel weird as a record holder I'm like well you're it's like not a real record now because you could have broken but you stopped no, uh, uh-uh. that's, re- that's It's insanely stupid. Dumb take a guy who's I'm trying to find. Who is that? I'm
1: trying to find the exact take here. Sounds it is. sounds like uh, a guy who never played Ra- sports. No. Or, well, it's a, it's a woman. Her name's Rosie demano. She says, Milt Dunnell wrote 11,000 columns for the star. I'll never catch him. But if I were to reach 10,999, I'd stop. There's much to admire about Patrick Marlowe as a hockey player and as a human being. Not this respect
0: what the, this a, she says. So that, that's an oh, also terrible, awful take. Awful. Terrible take. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with she's a, that she's a woman. <laughs> nothing to do with it. That's an no, awful take no, 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 as a writer. No, no, no. Awful take. No, no
1: it's no, it, it's a, it's an awful writer as a person. I mean, I
0: right. I think
1: that Patrick Marlowe deserves every bit of credit. Now listen, maybe this season, maybe this one season is the one time where you could say. Yeah, if he wasn't approaching a record, nobody signs him. Maybe he's not good enough to play in the NHL at 41. But up until this shortened season, he has been, just a couple years ago, Toronto was trying to win a Stanley Cup. What did they do? They go out and got Patrick Marlowe so they could play him in a top six role. He's still was a guy that teams considered to be somewhat elite. And he was 38, 39 when he signed with Toronto, traded to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh thought, oh, yeah, this guy's still elite. We could put him with Sidney Crosby. He's still a good fucking hockey player. And so for yeah. him to be able to reach this this milestone is massive. And I give him nothing but props for that.
2: And Jason Miller points out it was uh, 419 WHA games for Al, not close to 1,000. So thanks for Al. fact-checking me. Thanks for getting us the data, Jason. Um, you know, the – but, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that, that you know, I, I, I want to recognize most about the Patrick Marleau thing is that he got to do it. He got to set the record as a shark. It always felt wrong when he left there.
0: Andrew Ference tweeted this today. Um, he this is in response to uh, Mike uh, Camito. Ten years ago today, after scoring a goal in Game Four against the Canadians, Andrew Ference flipped the bird to Mon- the Montreal crowd. Who Ference played for Boston at the time. Uh, Ference, who tried to argue it was unintentional, was later fined twenty five hundred dollars for the gesture. And. If you watch the video, it is not unintentional. <laughs> he uh, totally flips off the crowd, uh, and so Andrew Farron said uh, in response to this, he goes, "And I came home to Boston after the game, and he lived in the North End, Little Italy, and taped to the entrance of his building were a bunch of envelopes with money and notes from the neighborhood to pay his fine." <laughs> so, if you that give you an idea, if you're not familiar with the Boston Montreal rivalry, Boston fans were paying his is fine for him flipping off Habs fans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Which I thought was hilarious.
2: Yeah. While we're on the Mike Comito train, one of the best hockey history <laughs> Twitter follows, by the way, um, outside of you know St. Louis Blues, uh, SEO Blues history, um, 70 years ago today, Bill Barilko played what would be his last NHL game. The last goal he ever scored won the Leafs the Cup. Uh, they didn't win another till 1962, wow. the year he was discovered. I, I stole this from a hockey card. I keep tucked under my 50-mission uh, cap. One of the Great, tragically hip songs.
0: I had heard that.
2: Yeah. Love that song. Great tweet.
0: Uh, Vancouver finally returned to play this week after not playing for almost three weeks due to the COVID issues. And they beat Toronto COVID. twice. Van COVID, and they beat Toronto twice. So, okay. So, Bill, being a Montreal fan, uh, assuming they get in, they're probably going to play Toronto. I think everyone's expecting Toronto to crash and burn the playoffs. Will it be against Montreal? Would you put money on Montreal to beat Toronto with Toronto's playoff failures?
2: Uh, yes. Yes, I would.
0: That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I would pay that, money to watch that, Toronto play, lose.
2: Right. The wild card in this is Carey Price's health. Um, he's out um, uh, concussion protocol. Um, Jake Allen uh, played tonight in the uh, uh, the four three hang on win against Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Um, Montreal gave you know, had a nice comfortable uh, three goal lead with about three minutes left and. It, uh, yeah, Edmonton had uh, chances to tie this game. So if, if Carey Price, you know, I, I think for Montreal, um, if Carey Price is healthy, um, they make the playoffs. I could totally see Carey Price because you know, he's, he's getting up there, getting long in the tooth. Um, I could totally see it, you know, being, uh, you know, part of his storybook career. Um, to be um, the Montreal goalie to take the um, the Leafs and and knock them out. I'd fun. put money on that.
0: That'd be fun. You probably you probably make some money uh, if they do. I mean, a lot of money because they've got to be heavy underdogs. <laughs> yep. So that'd be a good that'd be a good For bet. Sure. Be a good twenty dollar bet. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by, in part, by Manscaped, the best in men's blow the grooming products. Get 20% off from free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745. And tell him, let's go, Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside, curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive, in, Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 32 of season nine of the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill day. I'm Kurt price until next time, everyone Beat cronky. Let's go blues. (laughs)
2: Let's go blues.
0: Let's go blues.